in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Welcome back, everybody. Hi. Here we are again, broadcasting from Shenzhen, where it's、Wet. been kind of yeah, <laughs> wet and rainy, rainy. Today's nice though. It is nice, yeah. But we've had some crazy weather the last like five days or something.、Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, actually, yesterday there was a tornado that touched down in Baoan, which is、uh, where the airport is in Shenzhen. So、what? it's kind of crazy. Yeah, no one was hurt, so it was just there's lots of photos and. It's very dark. It's very dark. It's crazy.、Yeah. We get typhoons through here, but actually,、mm-hmm. we're pretty lucky because they tend to peter out. Yeah, we usually just get the tail end of the typhoon, so it's actually kind of cool because it's just like some some crazy rain, and then、mm-hmm. doesn't really do a whole lot of damage. Yeah,、so. it's like、uh, Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day. It is. <laughs> It is. <laughs> exactly. So Holly, what do you have for us this week in way of news? Okay, so I don't know if you know this, but China really loves Guinness World Records.、Hmm, this is something I didn't know about China.、Uh, it, it does kind of make sense, but、uh, basically, there's a woman called Li Ling, and she's a she's she's a woman with a family, and she's decided that she would like to try and win the Guinness World Record for the world's world's hottest bust. World's hottest bust, bust, yeah, bust, boobs, that's chest, and that's, whatever you want to call it. How do you judge that? <laughs> I don't. I'm not really sure.、Um, but she's obviously she's having、uh, surgery to obviously enhance her natural beauty.、Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But apparently, this has something to do with a. <laughs> There was a, a breast model competition in Hunan.、Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure when this was, but it didn't go down very well with、uh, a lot of people.、Um, <laughs> this competition ran for two months, and there was only like 84 people that applied. Wow.、Um, and I think the actual event wasn't that bad, but a lot of people on the internet were kind of were really criticizing this, saying how vulgar it was and. Uh, who was? Do you know who、uh, was actually sponsoring? No,、that? I don't actually. I, I should have tried to find that out. It didn't say in the article.、Uh, maybe if I can try and find some more information, I'll put it on the. Kind of paints a different picture of of China.、Uh, yeah, it、like. does. <laughs> But this woman, Li Ling, she kind of, she says she wants to enhance the image of、uh, Chinese women's breasts, <laughs> basically. <laughs> like, yeah, they're not really known for being super breasty. No, no. But actually, the woman that won this breast Comp- model competition <laughs> in Hunan、uh, was an F cup, which is pretty large for a Chinese woman. So for any woman, geez. Oh yeah, for any woman. Okay, yeah, for any woman. Yes. You're right. You're right.、So. Oh man, I've been watching. Hol- I've been talking Holly's ear off about this Chinese supermodel show that I'm、yes. watching. To pra- help, I'm I'm using the excuse that it's helping me practice my Chinese, but actually, I really like it. It's called I Supermodel. And one of the girls on there has double D's, like wow, natural, natural, completely natural. So she's like, typically in the U.S., you wouldn't be a supermodel if you had such <laughs> large、no. breasts. I mean, you'd be lingerie model, lingerie maybe, model, yeah, but yeah, not yeah. runway model. But yeah, yeah, she's definitely not in the typical.、Uh, Range, <laughs> but she's still like I'm guessing she's still slim and everything. Oh else. yeah, interesting. Oh yeah, I hate her. <laughs>、oh. <laughs> no, it's a really fun show. I love watching it. I already have my favorite 
It's Kiki. I love Kiki. <laughs> what's what's the what's the show? I I supermodel. Yeah, okay. and this is one of the popular show reality shows in China. Right yeah, now. yeah. I've been getting mm. into the reality show genre while learning Chinese yeah. because I find it's much easier than trying to watch Chinese like drama or movies mm. because all that is scripted. And so this is actually, you know, it's film live. So it's sure. people talking the way they talk in real life. Yeah, it's and I mean, normal. Yeah, and the girls, you know, you can kind of guess what's going on if you've ever seen America's Next Top Model. Mm-hmm. You can kind of, you know, what's you know what's happening. So it's not as difficult <laughs> to follow it. And then I don't understand half of the stuff that they're saying, but at least I'm definitely picking mm-hmm. up new vocabulary. And there's a lot of. Um, uh, words that get repeated, you know, oh, I'm so sure. nervous and, you know, like all, you know, the cool. different words, slang words that they use yeah. and like terminology. So I'm having a lot of fun. So actually I'm going to be writing an article for writtenchinese.com about different reality shows. I look forward to it. Pretty soon. Because really who, like, who can really say that they don't have like a bit of a guilty pleasure uh, reality show? Yeah. Everyone, like even, I mean, I myself, I'm not much of a reality show watcher, but if you put me in front of a, a reality show, I'll probably watch it and probably get into it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm the same. I don't typically seek it out, but I usually mm-hmm. have been, I've been looking for ways to improve my Chinese through watching TV. And in the past, it's been really hard because a lot of it is like historical. What's popular here is a lot of historical dramas. Yeah. And if you don't know anything about Chinese history, it's, really dense and mm-hmm. difficult to understand. Yeah. It's not everyone's cup of tea either, is it? No, yeah, like that's not exactly my top choice. Mm. So the reality shows are kind of more like, it's trash TV basically, but it's fun and mm-hmm. it's a highly entertaining and it's real language yeah. instead of scripted language. So I, I don't know, I highly, so keep your eyes open if you guys mm. aren't already on the writtenchinese.com blog, check it out. Cause I'll definitely yeah. be putting one there. I think in the next couple weeks. Next, When's it next, scheduled? Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Yep. Yeah. 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 So look look out for it. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'll put a link on the on episode nineteen. Oh, so nice. Anyone one. else can read it. Yeah, I mean, and it's the cool thing about reality shows now in in China, like they are becoming more like Hollywoodized, aren't they? So that like yeah. you learn people, even if you're not. If you don't know a whole lot of Chinese, you can still kind of get into it because the format's very similar. Mm-hmm. So. And the production quality yeah, is so it, right? much better now. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the past, it was like shoddy, you know, not very mm-hmm. professional camera work. The music was really, really cheesy. Yeah. The acting wasn't very good. And I mean, <laughs> this is just a couple of years ago. They've really, like China, the TV here has really upped its game, I think. Yeah. And that's kind of what we wanted, not necessarily TV that we wanted to talk about today, but we want to talk about some of the reasons why you should move to China in the next six months. Mm, there are lots of reasons. There are. Yeah. But I kind of use that as a segue because I think that having more interesting shows to watch really does help with learning Chinese. Yeah. So I think in when I first came to China, this was 2009, um, it was pretty difficult for me to navigate, to be able to find um, maybe cultural, like TV, music, mm. radio, things that were I could identify with. Right. But nowadays it's gotten so westernized sure. in a way. I mean, it's still, they, it, there's always the Chinese twist. Mm-hmm. But it's it's much easier to digest for the Western brain when you have like decent music and like decent lighting yeah, right. and like 
the acting is good. And, and so that's one of the reasons why I think now is the time to move to China is because you have so many more resources to grab onto to learn Chinese. Yeah. Plus there are a lot of companies out there that have put a lot of effort into making Chinese learning easier. For sure. Yeah, I mean, so you feel that, I'm, I mean, you haven't been here much longer than I, but do you think that there's been like a big change in those, how many years have you been here? Five? Six, yeah, six, six years. So you do think that's a lot, it's changed? I mean, it's possible that I wasn't aware of other companies mm. before, but I mean, I'm telling you, I did, I, the, the textbooks that I bought before coming to China, because I mm. tried for like a couple months before coming to China to learn some Chinese, yeah. but the textbooks were so boring yeah, and dry yeah, and yeah. so heavily vocabulary mm -hmm. oriented. And that's actually yeah, how I Chinese people that. like to learn. So they, I mean, they just drill the vocabulary. I mean, it was common in the past for Chinese people when they're learning English to memorize the dictionary. Oh my goodness. That's the kind of learning that we're dealing with. It's like, it's like vocabulary, vocabulary, vocabulary. It's very yeah. strict. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's, it's, in my opinion, it's not very interesting to learn that way. It's just, <laughs> like, you know, no memorization. <laughs> oh man. That would be awful. Yeah, so <laughs> since I've been here, I've seen a lot of new tools available. Obviously, I know we plug our site a lot, but that's that's one of the reasons why we started writtenchinese.com and why we create those tools mm. is because there was such a gap. But not, not just our website. There's a lot of other great resources, resources. out there. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll be slowly building out a database of those things on the site, too, for you guys to access because we're... Our goal is to make learning Chinese um, as painless as possible. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. whether it's us or with somebody else, like we're happy as long as people are learning Chinese. And I think now is the time to start. Yeah, yeah. And there's really there's no need to 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 feel afraid about trying to learn Chinese. I know before I came here, really, I I actually had no really no intention of learning Chinese. Like I just thought this is a language that is so beyond my capabilities. Like there's no <laughs> way I can even, I don't it's even get any of it. It just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. And it's taken me a heck of a long time. And I, I wonder if I'd had more enthusiasm and more interest at the beginning, it would have been, I would have learned faster. Mm -hmm. But I really wish that I'd, I'd tried harder at the beginning because mm -hmm. I think it's not that scary. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't. And we're going to try and be like gaming, gamifying yeah. our study tools too to make it actually fun and you can kind of see your progress. Mm. So, but yeah, anyway, I'm not trying to plug the site. But the reason that I mentioned this is that learning Chinese is easier now. At least there are more, more options mm. and more tools available now than there has been. So yeah. there's not the excuse anymore like it was, mm -hmm. where it was like really obscure textbooks and like everything was unclear. Yeah. So that's point number one in I my opinion. I think that's a good, I think that's a good enough reason, mm. a, good, a good number one. Uh, one of mine is, uh, it's a simple one, but I think that there are a lot of opportunities for foreign for foreigners in China. Oh yeah. Uh, not just not just for work, but to just to experience some new culture. And I mean, I think a lot of people have no idea what China is really like. You can read all you like, and you can watch documentaries, but until you come here, you can really have no idea what China <laughs> is actually like. 
But yeah, I mean, there there are job opportunities. There there are lots of Chinese companies that want foreign people to work for them. I mean, last week we were kind of discussing about um, American Chinese uh, American born Chinese people return or uh, not returning, but um, coming to live in China or Hong Kong, and then you know. Uh, Chinese companies really wanting to employ them. It's mm-hmm. the same for foreigners. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a, especially if you, I mean, if you can speak Chinese, that's always a bonus. But if you have a, like a special skill that China wants, you know, you can be picked up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of architects, foreign architects yeah, here. That's true. Um, and I was Engineers. always at first, I was like, what? Like, why are there so many architects? And it never dawned on me that, of course, Chinese companies want that western influence for buildings and things mm-hmm. um yeah engineers too mm-hmm. for sure not only that but you don't nowadays you don't even need to speak chinese to yeah. navigate here i mean yeah, in this in the countryside town in the country towns it's definitely more difficult mm-hmm. but it's not completely impossible i mean when my parents came to visit me here in shenzhen of course they don't speak any well my mom's lord she says shu shu for csu <laughs> which means thank you That's which so is really cute. cute um and they say ni hao for hello so they came here without any chinese and i was able to kind of give them because at that time i was still at work mm-hmm. for part of the time that they yeah, were sure. here and so i would give them points of interest to go to mm-hmm. while i was at work yeah. and they were able to navigate because nice. they had you know the metro it all has english on it yeah. and there are signs everywhere and mm-hmm. definitely it's not the majority of people who speak english in china but if you do have a question you will eventually find somebody yeah, who will help you yeah and chinese people are typically really helpful yeah yeah we uh, we've talked about this before like I, i mean i can speak a bit and if i was if i really needed help like i could stop someone and ask them mm-hmm. but i've just like being in a like a random place and i guess i looked a bit lost and i've had people just come up to me and say oh can like can i help you like mm-hmm. are you lost i can you know yeah i mean you're right if you if you're stuck like there'll always be someone that can help you mm-hmm. yeah and some people are really eager to practice their english <laughs> yeah, <absolutely>. so <laughs> i've had it yeah. now you know now i can get around so if i'm just mm-hmm. standing somewhere i'm looking at the bus schedule or something like that i get mm. it sometimes where they come up yeah can i help you yeah. i'm like dude i can read the schedule i'm good now yeah. <laughs> where but were it, you five years but ago it's really nice it's really nice that people are yeah of course of course i'm more, more willing to help so that's one of the other points is that it like not only are there a lot of opportunities but you don't have to learn chinese before you come here no the more you learn of course the the better yeah. we would definitely encourage you to learn as much as as much as possible But don't be, don't feel like you can't come here until you've mastered a certain yeah. level of Chinese. Yeah. No, no. I I actually wonder. I mean, we know, obviously like with written Chinese, there are lots of people that are studying all over the world, mm-hmm. and they've probably never been to China. And I'm wondering if they've studied, they're studying in say like the UK, for example, and then they come to China. If they actually discover that a lot, like some of the Chinese they've learned is not necessarily like the right way to say something. Mm. So I'm. Th- I mean, that definitely happened to me. Yeah, not that I'm saying that the the Chinese that people are learning in the West isn't like useful, but I think that once you arrive in China and you haven't actually speak with Chinese people, you realize, you know, they're they speak in it in a different way. It's like I don't speak to my friends with a a clear accent. accent. I'm mm. sure if I was to we were to speak now, people in another part of the world might not understand us. Mm. 
Um, so a Chinese cool people with the same, yeah. accent. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And Holly mentioned about jobs too. Even though there are more and more foreigners coming here, mm. it's definitely the demand still outweighs the supply yeah. in a lot of fields. Mm -hmm. Not just in English teaching. English teaching is the easiest job to get with no previous work experience. Right. As long as you have a four-year degree, then you can usually get, especially if you're mm -hmm. a native speaker, it's no problem. And it, the jobs, at least here in Shenzhen or in cities like Shanghai or Beijing, mm -hmm. the salaries are actually really good. Yeah, definitely. So you may yeah. even be making more money in China than you are in the States, especially yeah. when you consider how much you're able to save. Because, I mean, come on. I took the metro here and it cost me 60 cents. <laughs> it's too expensive. I know. <laughs> and that's like my total transportation cost. Yeah. So it's it's crazy how you can save so much money by Absolutely. coming here. Yeah. And I think going back to opportunities, I, I feel like opportunities just kind of like, I'm not being blase about it, but you don't actually have to look that hard to find an opportunity here. Yeah. There are so many people like you just, you just meet people like, coincidentally and you you know you, you you swap numbers or whatever you you chat and sometimes you know you can get jobs um and good jobs like very mm -hmm. very easily mm -hmm. i have little to no tolerance for people in shenzhen who say that they can't find, <laughs> find a, job. a job it's <laughs> because we're like walking down the street on a you know it doesn't happen every day but it's pretty often that somebody is like so interested in you and like wants to know what you're doing yeah. and it's like hoping maybe they can get you yeah. get you either to help with their company or do some kind of work for them in some in some respect. So Absolutely. it's I mean there's really no excuse. Right. I mean <laughs> even if it's not your field, schools and training centers always need teachers. Yeah. There's a huge I mean it's sad but there's a massive turn like a turnover. Mm -hmm. So they always need new staff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, teaching's not for everybody. So some people come and try it for a bit and yeah. then say oh it's not for them. But I don't know. I'm not. I'm definitely not trained as a teacher, mm. and I didn't love it. I definitely didn't love it. But I taught for a year here in China, and it was great in a way because I did. I learned uh, some skills that I had never learned before. I had time. Like a lot of the time, your hours aren't really that demanding. No, not really. Like usually, you have one or two hours in the morning, and then one or two hours in the afternoon, and mm -hmm. that's it. Yeah. You have a long lunch break, you finish early, you have time to study Chinese. Yeah. So the longer you wait, the more the high paying, easier jobs get eaten up. So <laughs> I would encourage you to yeah, get over come, here. Come now. But no matter what, there's going to be something here. Mm -hmm. At least if you come in the next couple of years, for sure. Yeah. But you should come now because you have a lot of advantages being here before other people get here. You can establish Absolutely. relationships and you can, you, you know, the longer you're here, the more you're able to figure out how to increase your salary, mm -hmm. the more comfortable your life is here. So there, there are a lot of reasons why. Yeah. Now is the time. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Nora, what, what other reasons are there for people to come to China, like, now? Well, I think that China is on this, like, precipice mm. right now mm -hmm. you know the the view of china in the past has been like you know it's a factory it's just full of factories yeah. and it's backwards and it's communist and blah 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 but yeah. i mean i think i could argue the case that those things are 
very quickly dying out. Absolutely. So um, manual labor is becoming more and more expensive in China. So they are turning more towards high-tech goods. Yeah. So they're not doing as much of just a straight factory work as mm -hmm. they are doing kind of like assembly of electronical parts. And a lot of Chinese people are entrepreneurial. There's a pretty good platform here. It's kind of like eBay. It's called Taobao. And people can set up their own shops there and yeah. sell their products. So there are a lot of people who produce and sell their products mm -hmm. either to other Chinese people or abroad yeah. online. So it's it's not just this gray, dusty, like, I don't know. I think I think that's how I, maybe that's my fault, but that's how I imagine China to be when I before I came here was yeah. that oh it's just going to be this like factory after factory after factory sure. and it's going to be gray and it's going to be yeah. you know like these poor people slaving away seven days a week and you on, know like on bikes yeah, yeah bicycles that's all I imagined yeah exactly <laughs> when you get here and it's like high tech fast paced clean you mm -hmm. know it's it's Absolutely. it's totally different it is. It's like almost, especially in Shenzhen, it's it's very quickly getting a Singapore-like feel to it. Yeah. So it's very Asian, but it's becoming more and more orderly. Definitely. Like Singapore or Hong Kong. Yeah, with this like element of luxury about it. Mm-hmm. In a lot of areas too. Yeah. 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 There's no lack for luxury here. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, but I agree. Things things are changing so fast, and like of course, like China is in some ways like western like westernizing themselves. But of course, they're still they're still going to keep hold of all of these like traditions. Mm. But I almost feel like certain parts, certain things that they've held that were important, may kind of disappear as well. Yeah. So in some ways, yeah. I feel like people should come now because even in the short term, short time that I've been here, those these four years, I feel like this city, this in particularly this city, has changed so quickly. Mm -hmm. And and even a lot of people that I, I meet say, oh, you know, think you know how things have changed in cities they've been to as well, Beijing, Shanghai, for example. So I think it is important to come soon to experience. The China, real the China. Real China yeah, yeah, the real China, basically. It is, in a sense. Yeah, a lot. And two, a lot of the arts are dying out. Like, mm. the tip, the traditional Chinese arts, like Beijing Opera, and they have these, like, my favorite one are the shadow puppets. That's yeah. my all-time favorite. Chi cool. I don't care about the mask-changing guys. <laughs> I don't really care about the opera. In fact, I kind of get annoyed with the opera, to be honest. Mm. Sorry, China. But the, the shadow puppets are awesome. I love them. And good. it's slowly because it's it's a craft that's passed from generation to generation. Mm. But the younger generation is not interested in doing that anymore. Yeah, right. Because they have so many more opportunities. Yeah. So these kind of things are, in a sense, slowly or quickly rather dying out. So, but they still exist here today. So I agree with Holly. Like it's, I that's what I'm saying. You guys got to come now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and actually, you these same things are dying out. I mean. You, you yourself, you were going to like a calligraphy class, weren't you? But mm -hmm. I get the, the feeling that young people are not interested in this. No, I was the youngest now. one in the room. And other <laughs> things like um, certain forms of like like tai, tai Chi and stuff like that, mm -hmm. that the older people are doing those things, but not younger people. And they're all they're interested in basketball, not like traditional Chinese kind of method, like health right. and things. Yeah. So they are like the young, like young people, like our colleagues. I don't see them as traditional at, no, at all, I see really. Them as typical Chinese, you mm -hmm. know, young people. Young people. Yeah. 
yeah. with a similar interest to us in a way. Yeah. Basketball, Basketball. for sure. <laughs> I mean, they do play yeah. badminton. But yeah, they, they, I don't know if any of them do Tai Chi. No. Or um, do calligraphy. Some of them, a, a lot of them did it in their, as children. Mm -hmm. Their parents yes, would make yes. them go and do that. Or right. like play some traditional Chinese instruments. Instrument. But yeah. they want to be like the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they kind of look up to the South Korean youth and the Japanese mm -hmm. youth and kind of have adapted parts of their culture, yeah. subcultures. So it is changing mm -hmm. and it's changing really quickly and a lot of them have the means to take on whatever hobby i just right. saw yeah <clears throat> i just saw a picture on my friend's wechat of her son at a fencing fencing class oh really the kid is five years old he's taking fencing wow. like that how western is that yeah i'd like to try that yeah yeah but this is like i mean they're the fact that they have a class for fencing, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it means, kind of there, isn't it? yeah, I mean, it's not like <laughs> samurai or like right. Shaolin yeah, yeah, monk yeah. kung fu. It's mm. it's so Western. So uh, it's interesting to see, like, even they're teaching the kids the Western arts nowadays. Yeah. Like the hip, the young hip parents are doing that. So, yeah. so come here and see it while you can. Even, I mean, even basic things like tea drinking. The foreigners mm. in our office drink more tea than the Chinese staff. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. It's, it's crazy. Like, yep, we're all about the tea in here. We are. <laughs> I think another reason to come here, and it's it, this is kind of a silly reason, but for me, this is something that ke like keeps me interested in being in China. Every single day, something crazy happens. <laughs> Can you uh, give us <laughs> Can I elaborate? <laughs> uh, where do I even start? Uh, so, Monday to Friday, Nara and I tend to go to the park for our, for our lunch. And we just set, we, we set ourselves on a bench and we have our lunch and we have a bit of a chit-chat. And we just people watch. We just watch the people walking past us. And this is another reason why you actually need to experience this because... I'm laughing like in my head right now and I don't know if I'm going to be able to contain myself when I tell you these <laughs> things. But to us, they're hilarious. But just telling you, it might not be enough. It, you know, there are, there are people on um, like carts, like motorbikes with carts, doing like wheelies, pastas, like making <laughs> noises, like bird noises as they go past. People do uh, walking backwards, clapping their hands. What, what else? The, the golden retriever on the The golden retriever on the bike, bike standing, <laughs> like, in front of his owner, not, like, sitting, actually stood up, like, on his hind legs <laughs> on the bike. With his, like, front paws on right. the handlebars. <laughs> and I think this is a Friday. I think that's a Friday thing. Like, he comes by every Friday, right? right? We, <laughs> we see people, like, regularly, like, we know, okay, this day we might see this person. Hmm. Today it was two ladies who were dancing very ball, yeah. ball, ballroom dancing very close to each other. I don't mm -hmm. know which one was the man, but it was really fun I'm to watch sure. them. Yeah, absolutely. And and this is just like a regular occurrence, like just walking from the metro station to the to 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 the the office. Like you just don't know what might happen. Yeah, I started walking around <laughs> with a GoPro camera, like, just, <laughs> yeah. like, attached to my bag. So, wearing a backpack, and then I've got the GoPro, like, on my bag, 
pretty much every day and it's just turned on whenever I'm outside it's just turned on because I'm just capturing because to me this is nuts like yeah. so so much stuff here is just nuts mm -hmm. and like a lot of times when I go back through the footage I see something that in the moment it's normal to me because mm -hmm. I'm so used to all this chaos that's going on yeah but then when I actually see it I'm like this is ridiculous yeah, insane <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I try and I try and take a picture if I can, like if I get time. Like, it must have been a couple of months ago now. Do you remember watching a group of men? Kind of, I think they were pulling a barbecue onto a roof or something, and they just <laughs> oh, yeah. had rope. Like it, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, it was like, like four, were... <laughs> four or five stories, and there's like one guy at the top, and there's one guy at the bottom yeah. feeding the rope through and just pulling it up through the side of the building. So dangerous. Yeah, yeah, that as well. Yeah, a lot of these things were laughing, but they're also like they must go against every single health and safety law that I mean, China doesn't. I guess China doesn't even have them, but in the US or the UK, you mm. just be you'd be cringing. Yeah, so it's it's crazy here. And but you're right in that it's I think it would change. Hmm. I think more and more of this stuff will become westernized. Yeah. So it's it's really fun to see it now. Like I just feel like we're at just the point now where it's comfortable enough to mm -hmm. live here yeah. but still crazy enough to enjoy it and like get a great experience out yeah. of it it's actually brilliant like if you can if you can relax like relax enough to just accept what you see and instead of thinking oh my god what is this hmm. like because I'm sure once people when people first arrive and I'm sure I was the same you see certain things and you think this is crazy but not in a good way like you you're a bit scared I think mm -hmm. but I think now it's I, I look at these things and think this is just just hilarious like yeah. you've just got to absorb it and think this is just China yeah exactly <laughs> and I like it have, that way <laughs> yeah I like it that way too I don't want it to change the way it is now I feel like it's, it's just good. perfect mm -hmm. and we actually have foreigners we have the saying TIC which we say amongst each other and it stands for this, this is China, China. <laughs> because sometimes there's just situations where you can't really explain it right. like to us for the western brain it's completely mm -hmm. illogical so we just yeah. say TIC <laughs> oh, only only in China like yeah, so only thing China. could happen <laughs> so true <laughs> yeah I'll have to find actually I've got um I took a video of some I, I think I told you of the um window cleaners I think oh. maybe I should try and put that video on it's not, I, I think it's on Instagram so I can just it, I can embed it into the episode 19 oh awesome oh thing it's yeah. just hilarious. Like I've n I've never ever seen that anywhere in the whole world. Like just a group of window cleaners just cleaning together, hanging from the with these like really really, you know, just like a basically a wooden board and then the rope. They, these guys didn't even have that. I don't think they were hanging like on harnesses. Oh, it was it was like a some kind of troop, like a gymnastics. How like, high group. up were they? Uh, they weren't. Th they weren't as high as they could have been. They were. You know that where the garage is? Um, they were like maybe three floors up, three stories up. Okay. Yeah. Still it's high deadly. enough, high enough, Still I would say. Still deadly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So did you have any other reasons why people should come here now, Holly? Um, I mean, I, I guess I said that you should, uh, you really need to experience this. You need to experience China for yourself. It's it's all well and good as trying to tell you this is how China is. You just, you, re you really need to come here and... An experience that I'm sure you can say that for every every country that someone visits. You know, pictures can only go so far, words can only say so much, but actually being here is like 
it's just such an experience to be honest For that sure. I don't imagine I you know I might live I could live anywhere else in the world after I'm you know after I leave China but I just don't imagine I'll have the same stories or experiences that I've had here to be honest yeah whenever I go home I'm like it's so Mm -hmm. nothing's happening yeah. <laughs> I'm just so used to seeing all this just like ludicrous nonsense what I consider nonsense yeah. going on but in the best possible sense of the word mm. so one of the other things that I think is important to mention when we're talking about this topic is that Chinese people are no longer just in China anymore I mean they used to be really encouraged to stay in China mm -hmm. and they didn't have as much opportunities to get um, passports to travel with. Visa regulations were much more strict, but now Chinese people are everywhere and they're bringing lots of money with them. So yeah. one of the reasons that I mentioned this is that coming to China really gives you an opportunity to get familiar with the culture, learn some of the language, and then you can apply that when you go back home, especially mm. if you're working in an industry like tourism yeah. or any kind of um, investment, right. finance, a lot of the times you'll encounter Chinese people, especially mm. if you live in larger areas, even even in small towns yeah. though, even in my, my hometown, which is quite small, it's in Wisconsin, and we still have more and more Chinese people coming in and setting up businesses. Yeah. So it gives you an opportunity to, I mean, I know it's a competitive world, especially in, in the U.S. Um, the economy hasn't been great since 2008. So one of the ways that you can set yourself apart is to say, hey, I speak some conversational Chinese. I, I know what it's like to do business with Chinese people. Yeah. That's impressive. That's impressive to have um, on your experience. Yeah. I, I think you'd be an asset to, under, an asset to understand how Chinese businesses work as well. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I think there is, I think Chinese businesses and, and say US businesses do things differently. Mm -hmm. You know, even like not, not even like cultural differences, but like certain protocols are different. Like for example, um, so my boyfriend just took a job with working for, um, they're an import company um, and they're gonna deal with, with oil specifically. And they're, they're going to eventually they're going to work with the U.S. hoping to. Um, but the, you know, the, the company want to do it a certain way. They want to do it the Chinese way. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's a possibility that this method will not, you know, this 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 way of working won't work as well with an American company. Right. So it's like, I mean, I guess that's the opposite of kind of this situation. But if you were to go having knowledge of China to go to the the US or the UK or wherever else um, to work with a Chinese company, you've got an upper hand, I imagine. Mm -hmm. And not only that, it used to be everything was export from China. You know, like mm. you set up a fact, a Western company set up a factory in China, use the cheap labor and then export the products. Yeah. But now there's a huge opportunity in importing products mm. into China, especially luxury goods. So if you have some of an understanding of what it's like here, this kind of opens up a large opportunity for you to do um, business from, like, if you're running a small business or mid, any size business, I guess, in the US, you have more of a leg up on the competition to start selling your products in China. Hmm. And that's an, 
a massive market here. Yeah. It's so, so big. Yeah. Even if you can capture a fraction of the market here, it's mm. still huge numbers. Yeah. Uh, and Chinese people really want Western products. Mm -hmm. You know, especially like beauty products and mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. the, um, I, we've talked a few times, I, I, I think, actually, about how lots of uh, mainland Chinese people like to go to Hong Kong and uh, other places to buy Western products. Um, and there's a there's a huge uh, huge demand for it, you mm -hmm. know. For people, a lot of people, it's it's their job actually to just cross the border and buy whatever people want and bring it back. Although actually, that's recently changed. Do you know that they've actually they've recently changed the law? Yeah, they're not so, allowed. Yeah. They're allowed to go once a week. Once a week, week yeah, yeah, which is gonna affect people a lot, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. I think for the average person. Yeah, for the it's average probably person. Probably all right. Yeah, but. A lot of people were going every other day or every day oh, for yeah, their business. Oh, yeah, with their suitcases. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. And actually, I've crossed the border since they put that law into practice, oh, and it yeah. was so smooth. Really? So I don't know if that was just a coincidence or if it actually does have a large effect. Yeah. It was a, it was a weekend. I went last weekend, and usually mm. on Sat it was a Saturday. Right. Usually, you know the border. Yeah, it's crazy <laughs> between Shenzhen and Hong Kong on a weekend, but it was so smooth. I think I waited for two people in front of me. No. Yeah. So wow. I don't know if that's because of this new regulation wow. or what. I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to know what the figures are, like the how few people are going through the border. Mm. That's interesting. It's hard to get your hands on statistics here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I should just forget about it. <laughs> Never mind. But the point is, any kind of like, it's, yeah, Holly said beauty products. I think also any kind of health products mm. and food items as well. Yeah. Uh, Holly and I just went to our organic food expo here mm. in Shenzhen, which was fun. Yeah, it was. Which is also, I, it's another reason why you should come now because when I first came, they didn't have things like this. Now you can really be, a, you can do like a co-op. You you mm -hmm. do a yearly membership yeah. and then they deliver to you, to your home, a basket full of the organic vegetables that mm -hmm. you pick. It comes from a farm that's far away from the factories and like on an island, I think, Huizhou. Huizhou, yeah. So these kind of services didn't exist before. Now they're here and they're very reasonably priced. Definitely. So it's a way to dispel the myth that like, you know, food quality is poor, all this stuff is poor. Mm -hmm. so it's really not. Now there are so many options. Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually, that kind of leads well into my last point. It's a very, very small point. But something I really appreciate, although I don't necessarily take advantage of, is that I love this juxtaposition in China of like this like modern lux luxury with history and tradition and culture yeah i know we said it, but that those things are starting to die a little bit but you can see those things mm -hmm. every day and it's it kind of makes this country or at least this city more more exciting to me more interesting it's it's never boring mm -hmm. there's always yeah like you said there are so so many options and that's, that's another cool. reason for me to for you to come here <laughs> So let's wrap it up by talking about some of the excuses you might have for not coming to China <laughs> and tell you why they're all nonsense. Mm, okay. So one of the things I think people think about when they're traveling abroad is that it's really, really expensive. Yeah. So they think, oh, I have to save up a lot of money. 
All you need mm. to do is sell your car and come here. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I came here, I think I had $1,000 in my bank account. Yeah. Or okay. less than that. And although I had arranged a job in advance, it's definitely not necessary because I could have easily lived off of peanuts every day yeah. before I found a job. Um, but I, the plane, t it's true, the plane ticket is a big expense and it's your almost your biggest expense. Um, and if you're not, if you're not finding a job through a school that's providing you with accommodation, then you have to give a security deposit for your rent, which can be pricey depending on where you want to stay. Mm. But really, you don't need that much money no. to no. come here. I, I agree. Like, I mean, food isn't that, isn't expensive. Mm -mm. And there are always ways around it. If yeah. you don't have enough money for the security deposit, then find a place yeah. that already has, like, who's someone who's looking for a roommate who's already done that. And there are lots, you can do that online. There are lots of, lots of sites that cater, mm -hmm. like, for, Just for, for each individual. Yeah, and for particular cities as well. So, mm -hmm. um, I, I was also, I was going to say, make sure you get your visa before you get here as well. Because if you've got to stay in Hong Kong, for example, that's really expensive yeah yeah don't you don't, you don't want to stay, stay there unless you've got money you. yeah right yeah exactly <laughs> then you can have yourself a nice little time waiting for your visa <laughs> to process visa to process yeah but um yeah get your visa ahead of time now americans can get 10-year multiple visas which is amazing <laughs> so that's not an excuse and if you use a visa service which i've used swift before it's called swift yeah Swift. I'll put the link on writtenchinese.com slash episode 19. Are we? we are on 19. 19. Yeah. Um, but basically, it's just a service where you just you go to the post office, you drop your passport, you send it out oh. with DHL or with some, you know, whatever post. Mm. And then they do all the paperwork for you. Yeah. And then you send, they send it back. Actually, I did that as well. But, so I mean, but nice. I don't think there's actually a company. I, I had to actually send it to the embassy in uh, Manchester. Oh, so the embassy itself? Yeah, like, yeah you do they, that? Do, they do. They do. Okay, because where I'm from, you have to go to Chicago, and just parking near the embassy is really expensive. Mm. So the service is totally worth it. It takes a huge headache out of applying, mm. and I got my visa, no problem. Nice. And I even got it express. I think it was 48. I got it within, I got, from start to finish, it was 72 hours. That's Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Very good. So that's something that you don't need to worry about. I mean, you should take care of it before you come, but I don't think it's as much of a hassle as it used to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, another excuse that you might have, uh, food. Yeah, which the we kind of covered, covered Yeah, but there, there, there are so many options. I mean, Nora, I know Nora mentioned that that you can get a lot of you can get organic food here, but the supermarkets they're not. It's they cater for for Westerners as well. You can get probably anything you want you can get here mm -hmm. if you look for it mm -hmm. and i'm sure you can do without your caviar or whatever else it is <laughs> but you can get that here too. you can <laughs> you can but you know you can get your bread and milk let's be like yeah you know. it would take you a little bit of time to find which shops have the best prices mm -hmm. and which have the because you know if especially if you're cooking at home a lot of yeah. times like one store has one thing but you need the other thing it doesn't mm -hmm. have so you have to go to multiple yeah. stores which it's is a little so bit tedious yeah. but they also have these home delivery you know in english you can pick out foreign foods that you want and mm -hmm. usually they don't even um they don't even charge for delivery at all no no it's they free. just bring if, it to your door yeah. if and you, you spend, pay cash on delivery mm -hmm. it's great if you spend like a certain amount it's free but and mm -hmm. you're going to you oh, yeah. you're going to spend that limit 
But actually, talking about delivery, like a lot, you can get a lot of things delivered here in China, yeah. which is awesome. Like, you don't need to worry that you're kind of ever going to be without anything. You can just call someone up and have it delivered. No kidding. Furniture, <laughs> yeah, household, large household appliances yeah. like washing machines, mm -hmm. things like that. I mean, the how the apartments here all come fully furnished. Yeah. So you don't really have to worry about that stuff. But if there's something that you have to have, yeah. then you can just get it here. And usually you'll find it for a really cheap price on Taobao because there's millions and millions <laughs> of products on there, everything that's made under the sun. And you can now use your Visa on Taobao. Yes. So and MasterCard, if you can, And MasterCard. Okay, well, there you go then. So you can still get everything you need because mm -hmm. you literally can if you just, I mean, Everything. Just, uh, yeah, everything, everything that's everything, made everything, exists everything. on Taobao. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And if it doesn't now, by the time you get here, it will be on there. Yeah. So tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow. <yeah. laughs> so don't worry about that. And then when you're finished in China, you can usually um, sell it back mm -hmm. to other foreigners, yeah. or you can look for those kind of sales when you first come to China to get a deal on slightly loved appliances yeah. and furniture yeah. and clothes and books and mm -hmm. a lot of different they even we have book exchanges here english book exchange i mean there's there's so much here to make life really comfortable yeah for sure and actually another thing is uh, it's all i'm sure it's the same for everyone when they move to a new place but having to meet new people mm -hmm. there are so many like events going on in shenzhen and china in general i mean not just for foreigners like to meet everyone mm -hmm. um there are cinema nights, there are, I mean, there's like a Chinese corner so there's you like, can practice your Chinese. Yeah, there's like foodie events, yeah. pub, pub crawls, there's pub all crawls, that exactly. stuff here. So you can meet people from all walks of life. Mm -hmm. um, and you might even meet someone from your own home, which <laughs> I have done. So. Surprise! <laughs> yeah. So you don't need a lot of money, you don't need to speak Chinese, you don't even need to know what you're doing. Really. Now is the time to come to China. So come, if you come to Shenzhen, let us know. Yeah. We'll show you around. Absolutely, yeah. We'll treat you to a coffee. We will. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. No excuses, guys. Now's the time. Carpe diem. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, Nora, what's our um, Chinese word of the week, please? Okay, so I thought I'd find a word that I hope you should use in the near future, and that's mm. to move house. Okay, nice. So if you're coming to China, then you're doing this. So uh, how to say to move is ban jia. So it's two first tones. You can hear mm -hmm. that they sound really similar in tone. Ban jia, and it means to move house. move house. Cool. I like that. So you can find that link to the Chinese characters, and you can figure out how to write it using the stroke animations on the show notes at mm -hmm. writtenchinese.com slash episode 19. Yep. Yeah, and you can see any links or pictures or anything that we've mentioned during the podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, please send us a voicemail. Yes, <laughs> please. Yeah, I mean, Nara and I have talked about a lot of things, but if you have any other like questions or if you want to come to China, do you have any like fears or thoughts? Like, I'm sure we could try and answer those questions for you. So. Yeah, please go to writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. Leave us Leave one. us a message. Or you can just leave us a comment on one of our pages, even our Facebook page. 
you know, mm-hmm. we'll we'll be there, we'll be there, right there, <laughs> immediately, <laughs> even if it's the middle of the night, I'll be there <laughs> saying, yes, someone's left us a question. We're so desperate. <laughs> no, we love it. We're so happy that we have an audience and that people yep. are interested in, in what we're doing and what it's like here in China. So we are eager to hear more from you guys and hear your questions. So don't be shy and thanks for listening, but please send us a voicemail. It would be awesome if you got involved. Yep. We would love that a lot. Uh, and once again, we'd like to think, to think, thank I, every time. Didn't I do this last time as well? I would like, we'd like to thank written Chinese for sponsoring. Us. Is it obvious that we don't cut the show up at all? This is all real, people. One take. Yeah. Do we need to change that? Nah. It's like reality show. Just like I supermodel. <laughs> Okay, everyone. Well, we hope you tune in again uh, next week for episode 20. But in order to do episode 20, we need a voicemail, so please give us one. Thank you. We're waiting. We're waiting. waiting. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.